You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. propelling into prosperous progress. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your not-so-regular quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 198, and I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are we are your special spitters of spectacular spadefuls of spanakopita and spare ribs. <laughs> I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. Karen, did you ever feel not-so-regular? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Quick special shout out to Brad, uh-huh. who I met two days ago oh. at the Fargo, North Dakota <laughs> airport ah. on a 20 person or so flight to Denver. <laughs> he, I was talking, uh, I was talking to a, a family about the race. You know, I was there for a marathon and he heard me and he approached me and he's like, are you Karen? And I was like, yes. <laughs> he's like, oh, you're, you're, you're from Good Job Brain. I love that podcast. <laughs> and then followed it up. What are you doing in Fargo? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a fair question. Yeah. Right. yeah. Marathon. It was a great marathon. Great course. And Fargo's he was, and he was one cool. of the passengers. Yes. On, on my this flight. Little puddle jumper. 20 yeah. Person. Yeah. Aww. Then, you know, the flights that you have to like, you can maybe only fit a backpack up. Up yeah, on top yeah. Of I've been on those. Rolly. The ones yeah. where they seriously add, distribute the passengers on the left and the right side yeah. so the plane yeah. isn't yeah. imbalanced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's nuts. All right, Brad. Nuts, nuts, nuts. Yeah. Is Brad a native Fargo? Yes, he is. Fargo in Texas. Okay. Yeah. All right. But Fargo's a cool town. Cold, but cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I would like to uh, let you all know that uh, I also uh, was talking recently with a Good Job Brain listener, my wife, who also <laughs> my wife. was on an airplane, who also was on an airplane to Thailand recently and oh. went to the Japanese chain of convenience stores Family Mart in Thailand <laughs> and uh, brought us back some wonderful Thailand snacks for oh. everybody. Wonderful as in like, quote, wonderful it, as in scare quotes around yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. You be the judge. Oh, okay. Yo, we're reviving our taste test segment. <laughs> yeah. Surprise taste test. Are you, are we guessing what they are? Or are you going to show us? Or are you going to tell us I'll and we evaluate you. how close it is to the mark? I'll, yeah, here. I'll, I'll shake them. I'll shake them. <laughs> it's like a mystery can, box. And then you can say what it is. Did you hear that? I'll, I'll, I'll shake uh, them again. It sounds like a like coated candy chip? treat to sounds me. Sounds like nuts. Ooh, you're you're both probably very close. These are delicious, delicious cheese and barbecue flavored insects. Oh my god! Oh. We've got some a bag of again. This is right off the rack at Family Mart in Thailand. Oh. We got a is it it's cricket? Cute. Is it crickets? It's adorable, adorable. This is crickets. We got some barbecue crispy small crickets here. You can pass that around. It's a picture of a real cute cricket cooking crickets. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it, it is. is. And this is and this is a picture of a adorable little silkworm uh holding some oh, cheese with man. little hearts over his head. He loves cheese. I'm not sure I trust a cricket who cooks other crickets and then sells no, them. No, he's to- just cooking normal barbecue. Oh, you're right. Okay, I see. Yeah. He's true. He's grilling okay. vegetables. True, true, true. All right, let me see yeah. this one. Let me see this uh, one. Recently, Good Job Brain fans on Facebook, you probably see a, saw a video I shared. It was the oh. growth, a growth 
progression of Hercules beetle, which is a very, very large, shiny, beautiful beetle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kind of gross growing up. It's like a <laughs> are fat, we, are like we a all? fat grub. Yeah, 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 yeah. It goes yeah. through an awkward... Uh, if you yeah, saw uh, like a time lapse of me growing up, it'd be pretty gross, too, I have to admit. <laughs> It smells, I mean, yeah, it smells like bugs coated in barbecue powder. Really? I, I, yeah, oh, it's got a... A bug flavor. I will at least take a look. It's, it's got a I will at least take a look. Are you, I, you're I, not going to try it? I, I, I'm, I'm in one step at a time. You're going to look first? I, I would I try ripping it from the top. That when I was in elementary school, grubs creeped me out. I can't even look at it. When oh, I was really? in elementary school, we raised... Um, Silkworms. We raised... No, not for eating. We raised those kind of worms. Like, I think we put them in oatmeal or something, and they, like, cleaned themselves out. Somebody killed them i was a little kid so it wasn't me but <laughs> then we chopped it up and put it in cookies we made cookies with them this was in elementary school? elementary school how did, the, like how a, did the silkworms uh oh the uh the the uh, the, the cheese flavor silkworms have a uh a heady aroma oh really I, i'm not i, I don't know i can't, I can't <laughs> Well, I'm going to do it because I, okay. I, I... I'll be a good sport. I'll yeah. eat the cricket. Oh, my God. That looks so gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot Karen has a, a thing about bugs. Here, Colin. <laughs> she shook them all out in front of where she was sitting. Now she can't sit there anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. It's protein. Yeah? It tastes like a cheesy snack. It's you all know, in my teeth. It tastes nutty. Yeah. It tastes mm-hmm. nutty. Good good job, guys. I, I, yeah, it's, take, not, take not it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite, I have to say. It, yeah. the, the psychology of it being looking like... I, the cricket I is pretty dusty, yeah. and I could see that working as a flower, because as soon as you bite into it, it kind of disintegrates. Sort of, it disintegrates. Yeah. That was not... Okay. Yeah. Little, well, yeah, a little I did nutty. It. I did it, everybody. You did do it. I'm very appreciative. So which is better? Which is better, Chris? Um... The fact that it sort of evap, you know, kind of hits you as a fine powder hmm. is maybe not as appetizing as the silkworm, which really tasted like kind of eating a, a snack. Um, yeah, like a bad Cheeto, you know. But, <laughs> Chris, you are without a doubt. I, I would say you're probably our most adventurous eater on the team. Thanks, Regina. Yeah, buying us these. Snacks that were not. That <laughs> I'm glad we got to see them. Yeah, and I like yeah. that we got to smell them. That's at least. right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. I'm working my way up. I'm working my way mm-hmm. up. Oh. You eat the cricket. You eat the cricket. Let's go. I have um um some more animal related trivia. Not oh. trivia, but kind of news. Um, a couple episodes ago, we talked about Yale's new mascot. Oh Handsome yeah, Dan. handsome Dan with well, the, the the 18th was that okay? Yeah, I handsome forgotten. Dan 18. Yeah. Uh-huh. What made the headlines is instead of a traditional uh English bulldog, it is a kind of a newish breed. They're breeding them to kind of resemble the bulldogs of like 100, 200 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's more athletic. And healthier. Yeah, healthier. Old English bulldog. G-g-g-g-g. G-g-g. <laughs> Ends with G-G-E in an old oh, way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just want to remind everybody to to follow Handsome Dan 18 on Instagram because boy, <laughs> does that bring me joy every day. <laughs> this dog, they just put this dog like, you know, on the field doing different things and the look, the bulldog look, they, they just look like they did something wrong all the time. <laughs> like he's being scolded, yeah, you mean? Yeah, like, oh. Like, I messed up. Sitting, he's like a little dog, like sitting on big statues or in the library or whatever. Uh, highly recommend and, um, the other animal-related news I suggest people read up on is a uh, Fiona, the premature baby hippo, at the Cincinnati uh, Zoo. I heard about Fiona. She's yeah, how's she doing? Man, she she's doing good. Like it's a miracle how she survived. She was born premature and so required like 
you know, oxygen tubes and you have all these like very, very dedicated vets and expert kind of help her grow. And she was really underweight, you know, especially for a hippo. And they have to like basically isolate her from her parents and, and, but they're doing great work. It's great to read about her progress also brings a, a smile to yeah. everyone. Aww. So brighten, brighten up your day with those, a, with those animal a, celebrities. Is there a hippo cam that we can watch? There must be, right? Oh. Well, they have a lot of videos. Okay. They have All a, right. Don't worry. Okay. Videos and pictures are <laughs> plenty. Don't worry, Colin. We there no, there's, so there's no yeah. 24-7 live feed? <laughs> no, no. Well, what is wrong with modern day? <laughs> yeah. Hippo cam. Yeah. Cool. Without further ado, let's jump into our first general oh, wait. trivia. Oh. I have some further ado. Oh, okay. Oh. If I may. Um, there, there was a, there was a, uh, a, a correction sent in, so it's time for a very brief segment that we like to call. Um, actually. Um, yeah, so I had a music quiz, and I said, I'm just gonna get this out there. I said that, uh, the Bonnie Tyler song, uh, I Need a Hero was, uh, from the movie Flashdance. Was not. It was from the movie Footloose. Yes. Uh, I, I, I see, I hope close. you can see. How I might have gone wrong. They're in the same galaxy. Ending with E. Yeah, yeah exactly. about Highly dancing. danceable. Yeah. So much. Yeah, Highly yeah, yeah, danceable, yeah. both of them. Well, because yeah. there's that yeah. angsty solo dance scene yeah. in, in yep. both. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, they both so, have footloose. intense dancing. Footloose. They do have intense dancing. Yeah. And I was just thinking of the wrong intense dancing. Yes. It is from Footloose. And, um, of course, yes. many of our listeners right now are turning to their parents and saying, Mommy, Daddy, what's a Footloose? Yes. <laughs> and, and how does it differ from the flash dance? <laughs> now, without further ado. Yes, the ado is over. <laughs> Yes, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz! Hot Shot! And here I have a random Trivial Pursuit card. And you guys have your barnyard buzzers, so let's buzz in, answer some questions, listeners. You, wherever you are, yell out the answers too. All right, <laughs> all right. Here we go. Oh, this is what a di- what unless a you're in line for the 90s. PSA or something. You know, I used yeah. to love getting nineties, but we we just keep getting nineties. Well, you know what? Everyone okay. we do will burn through and closer to the end. You know, yeah. they don't have to be random cards. You know, if you want to start picking out some different cards on your own, should I? I think you should. You can exercise you can. Uh, if you're getting, editorial yeah. discretion here. Yeah. All right, baby boomer, it is. There we go. What? Okay. All right. Good. Be careful right. what we wish that for. Was the worst generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Chris. <laughs> Good luck, guys. All right. Uh, All right. Okay. TV. Okay. What show featured the incurable neurotic Elliot Carlin? Elliot Carlin. Incurable neurotic. Neurotic. Oh. Uh, Dana. The Odd Couple. Incorrect. <laughs> Colin. Uh, was this uh, Bob Newhart show? Correct. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Because he played a psychologist or psychiatrist. Uh, I forget which he was. He was one of the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. For SS, I'm not sure what that stands for. What character did Johnny Sheffield play in a series of 11 jungle movies from 1949 to 1955? Chris. Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. Incorrect. <gasps> Who is it? Jungle movies. 1949 to 50 series of jungle movies. George of the Jungle? No. no. <laughs> is it hmm. I was going to guess Tarzan, Tarzan, too. The oh. answer is Bomba. Hmm. Okay, I've Whoa. never heard right. that before. Whoa. Baby boomers out there know yeah. it. Yeah. All right, uh, for national news, NN, what Apollo mission marked man's first trip outside Earth's gravity? Oh. Colin. <laughs> Five. Incorrect. Chris. Apollo 3. Incorrect. 4. Incorrect. It is 8. Mm. Oh. 
Eight. Mm. I feel like we could have known that. We could have <laughs> known that one. Yeah. First um, one outside Earth's okay. gravity. Oh, okay. this one we'll get. This mm-hmm. is a everybody kind okay. of question. Okay. What author's first three names were uh. John Ronald Rule? <laughs> everybody. No. J R R Cool. For LT literature, what did yoga exponent L.S. Rao fail to do on water in 1966 before 600 paying spectators? Yoga. Colin. What is walk? Yes. And I know I didn't need to... Phrase it in the form of a question. <laughs> Failed to walk on water. How many? That's a lot of people to assemble and then not be able to pull off that trick. Watch yeah, this, I gotta say, guys. yeah. Oh. Was this a magic trick? I, I, I believe that he believed he could okay. do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is this is something mm. worth following up on. All right, last question. RPM for records. Uh, what did the old man play knickknack on a number eight? <laughs> <laughs> knickknack. My gate. Incorrect. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, oh. Is it my knee? No, number, no. number eight? Yeah. On a crate? No. Wait. Let's oh. keep going. Wait. This old man. Keep my knickknack on my thumb? Well, it's, no, it has to no, rhyme. Oh, 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 wait. Rhyme. Plate? Plate! Oh. I'm like, what's It's got to be a comment. It's got to be a. This is oh. like the knickknack pet. Is this it that? old man, he played one, he, he played, played knickknack on my thumb. Oh. And then it's, right. yeah. I wonder if there are variations, yeah. like, because I don't think we said plate. There must be. I think there Kate must was be some. The, yeah. yeah. The one I heard. Oh, well, maybe not hey, for the not baby boomers. Hey, not bad, you guys, for baby yeah. boomer. Not okay. bad. Not bad. Yeah. And you know, I feel like it's, I feel like it's opened our minds. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Bomba. Bomba. I'm going to have to look that Bomba. one up. I yeah. that. That sounds like a cut-rate Tarzan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's not <laughs> yeah. Tarzan. He's yeah. Prince of the Apes. You know, Prince, Prince of the Primates. He's Archduke yeah. of the Jungle right, Snakes. Right. The <laughs> majority whip of the apes. <laughs> this week's topic is kind of general, and it's uh, we decided just like the crickets that uh, kind of powdered into nothing <laughs> mm-hmm. in Chris's mouth. Uh, we're we're going to talk about things that are dry. Uh, dry. dry. Yes. Whether if it's wit, whether if it's a drink, whether if it's weather. Mm-hmm. Feeling dry. Feeling dry. So this week we're leaving you high and dry. High and dry. <laughs> <laughs> So that we might continue limbering up our brains in preparation for this this heady episode of things of dry things, I have put together a little list of uh, idioms, English language idioms that uh-huh. use the word dry in some sort of metaphorical sense, Ooh. such as leaving you high and dry oh, to abandon man. someone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you guys this: Can you think of another <laughs> idiom? That means Teacher Chris. to abandon someone and that uses the word dry, that is not leave them high and dry. Huh. Leave them drying. Uh, dry 
docked. Drying on the line? No, that's like hanging. Oh, you just leave someone hung hang out, out, hung to, out dry. to dry. Hang, out to dry. Yeah. hang them out to dry or leave someone hung out to dry to abandon <laughs> them. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. like it's laundry related. <laughs> I yeah. So uh, get out your buzzers. Uh, here is an English language expression that means uh, to stay alert or to take care. Huh. Colin. Uh, oh. Uh, keep your powder dry. Precisely. Oh, okay. Yes. Keep your powder dry. Huh. Yeah. Meaning, don't let the don't let the gunpowder for your gun get oh. wet. Like, stay, keep on the lookout, and yeah, I was be like, cautious. I don't know. Because huh. if the gunpowder gets wet, it, yep. it's it won't work. Not usable anymore. Right. Exactly. Yep. So keep your powder dry. Um, hmm. A rehearsal. Everybody. Dry run. Dry run. Yes. 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 Um, boring, as in a movie or a, or a play. Just dry. Well, sorry. <laughs> yeah. a, uh, a, a colloquial expression um, that uh, something was boring. very boring. Yeah. Mm. You, you came out of the movie and you thoroughly than a... bored by the whole thing. And uh, somebody asked you, what was that movie like? Watching paint dry. Like watching oh. paint dry. Oh, sorry, I didn't buzz in. No. I was too so excited. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's it, though. Uh, to take all of someone's money. Uh, uh, oh no! Yeah, I, mean, I think I had dry, to say. It. Yeah. yeah, I was like, take him to the no. Take him to the dry cleaner. Yeah, to take someone's uh, to take all of someone's money. Yeah, an expression that means to take all of someone's money. Uh, uh, leave me dry. Leave him dry. Dry the mouth. Dry. Dry. Oh, to, to, to bleed them dry. To bleed them oh, dry. He's like, yep. dry up the sponge. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, um, a phrase that means that someone is mature, grown up, responsible. Tried out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. oh. Dry behind the ears? Yes, that's oh, it. Wow. We I often know. hear wet behind the ears to mean immature, not grown up, irresponsible, but dry behind the oh, ears. Oh, I haven't that? heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's an yeah. obsession yeah. with ears? Don't know. Well, it's like, mm, like sure. newborns, right? Isn't that like they're wet behind the ears? Oh. I, think like that's, I think that's Isn't... the idea. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or you're, yeah, you're too young. Who knows? So, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, oh, all right. Relatedly. Yeah. I, uh, it wasn't until I was researching. I was like, oh, dry has no vowels. The word dry. Well, why? Well, yeah, well, no A-E-I-O-U. Yeah, right. It's got well, the sometimes. What is the longest those. word? What is the longest common word that does not have A-E-I-O-U? It's not rhythm, or is it rhythm? It is not rhythm. Man, we've had, I feel like we've had this in yeah. pub quiz. Yeah, is it a common word, not zizigy? No. Okay. Well, rhythm is six, so it's got to be longer than six letters. Rhythm and you can only use dancer. Y. Okay, I'll be not tricky. Rhythms. Oh. Uh, oh, really? oh my god! Yeah. Right. So that's it, huh? Yeah. Rhythms. Huh, okay, okay. All right. So I want to introduce you to a very, very important figure in American history. Okay. Uh, um, Thomas L. Jennings. Thomas L. Jennings was the first black man to receive a patent in America. Ah. Okay. Yes. This is back in slavery times. So in the 1700s, 1800s, and oh. he was oh, he was so. he was actually born free. Uh, mm-hmm. In New York, so he was not a slave. Okay. And um, in his early 20s, he was a tailor. This patent he got, he yeah. devised a way to clean clothes 
、uh, delicate clothes without getting them wet.、Ah. And one of the one of the forerunners for for dry cleaning,、mm. and he developed this process called dry scouring, which sounds a little、okay. bit more yeah sounds I, intense. Yeah,、like、it sounds like there's some some, yeah, there. some, yeah. some scrubbing involved.、Yeah. And the patent was awarded、uh, in 1821.、Mm. And here's the thing: why this is a big deal. Um, slaves at this time could not patent their own inventions、right. uh, wherever because their their effort was the property of their owner. Right. right, and so this regulation was you know this U.S. patent law dates back into 1793. Since he was born a free man, he could he was able to have a patent for himself, and it wasn't until that in 1861. Patent rights were finally extended to slaves, so there are still slaves then. But then they can、uh, get、really? patent. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, he profited. Thomas Jennings profited a lot from being this this person who could dry clean clothes, especially in New York City. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He was able to make a lot of money. He used the, the income from from this to free the rest of his family who were who、mm-hmm. were slaves. He was able to. Fund、uh, all these abolitionist causes. Super cool. So, what is this dry scouring that he invented, which was eventually became what we know as dry cleaning? Wizardry. We don't know. <laughs> It was wizardry. <laughs> yeah. The exact chemicals or method that he used was lost、uh, because it was destroyed <gasps> in a fire <sighs> in 1836. So we know there was a patent. We just don't know. What it is,、ah. um, but people—it's chemicals, though. It's、right? chemicals. I mean, it's, it's chem- yeah. yeah, dry cleaning at that time. We do know dealt with turpentine,、okay. um, kerosene, benzene, gasoline, anything that is、um, petroleum based <laughs> as solvents to dry clean clothes, which kind of makes sense because his patent was burned in a fire. I, I'm like, and they like they use candles a lot at that time, and you're coated in kerosene. Yeah. Yes. So- So let let's、uh, rewind back into、uh-huh. where the origin or many origins of of what became modern dry cleaning began. And dry cleaning, actually, the process or the process of using non water to clean clothes,、uh, dates back to like ancient Rome、uh-huh. okay. and other cultures. Yeah,、Make、so、sure、they used、um, Fuller's Earth,、mm-hmm. which you mentioned in episode uh, uh, before. Which、Colin. was the kitty litter? Yes. Yes,、mm. kitty litter. They would、uh, mix it with ammonia. That is、uh, taken from urine from public bathrooms. So、uh, kitty litter. Yeah. So <laughs> use kitty litter. It's、okay. funny that they use human, human litter. They、yeah. use pee,、uh-huh. you know, to clean clothes back in the day. Waste not, want not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So Fuller's Earth. But most people would attribute dry cleaning、um, to a French guy called Jean Baptiste Joly of France, and this、mm. is around the same time as Thomas Jennings, and and this this French dude. Had this is I don't know if it's a one of those nice origin stories like a like a cute origin story、yeah. or if it's actually you know real or, or made、mm. up. But the story goes his maid spilled kerosene or、it's、turpentine or whatever <laughs> yeah. Yeah.、Um, on a tablecloth, and then、oh, he realized、yeah. uh, after it evaporated, like the spot seemed a lot cleaner.、Mm. So he decided to dunk the whole thing. In kerosene or turpentine, and then turns out it's so clean. So he became a maid. <laughs> I, I wonder who invented this process. Was it the person who had to clean the tablecloth, or the person who lived in the house with the tablecloth? <laughs> I observed. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's yeah. like, uh huh. I just happened to spill it. Like, I, uh, this, this is what I've been doing. This is my job. Yeah, you just happen to be、yeah. standing here this time. <laughs> so during that whole time in the 1800s. 
you know, dry cleaning did exist, but they were using super highly flammable and toxic uh. chemicals to clean clothes. <laughs> so many cities required these dry cleaning stores to be not in the city, to uh. be, you know, oh. uh, outside and, you know, outskirts of the city. Because there's a chance <laughs> there's that the it might blow ourselves off. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, clothes were clean, but they, they might smell toxic or it might oh, be toxic. A lot of uh, off-gassing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and finally, you know, in early 20th century, they're like, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> yeah. um, and also because uh, now into coming into World War II, there was a petroleum shortage. Uh, people latched onto a chlorine-based solvent uh, called... Whew. Perchloroethylene. Okay. Uh, short name is Perk. 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 Um, became the, the go-to solvent, uh, for, for dry cleaning from World War II to now. 80, oh, 85% yeah. of our current dry cleaning use Perk as the chemical. And here's the thing. It's, it is not as flammable. It's a lot better than what people were using. Uh-huh. Um, but the EPA and, and many other agencies are kind of concerned about, you know, the carcinogenic properties yeah. and the I toxicity. Mean, you, dry cleaning places always have that particular odor, you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, there might be signage and, you know, especially where we are in California, um, declared perk to be a toxic chemical mm. and then will become illegal here by 2023. Oh, really? Yeah. So, well, how do you clean your clothes, you know, through dry cleaning if you're not using perk? The the greener places are using liquid carbon dioxide, which is a very kind of a harder and more uh, complex process for a lot of these laundry shops to do, but it does exist or they use like silicate based solvents, but well, we're, I think, I think the whole technology is kind of progressing. They're to, moving. Let's not use, you know, super yeah. poison mm. <laughs> to dry clean our clothes. <laughs> and, and, and despite the name, I mean, th- they are liquids, you know, I mean, like it's, you know, you think dry cleaning. So it's, here's the thing. Yeah. Until I researched this, I had no idea what's involved in dry mm. cleaning. So I yeah. would go to a, a laundry shop and you see like all the racks of, of you yeah. know, on the moving conveyor belt. I love that thing. I thought that was like, they just kind of put that through a car wash or something. You just spray it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was spray. I didn't know what exactly the dry cleaning process yeah. is. I imagine like dry shampoo. I'm like, oh, like does, powder? Yeah, like how does that clean your hair? Like the carpet cleaner, you yeah. know? Well, that you put down and you vacuum it up, but but like um, dry shampoo, it you're just putting your oil. head. Yeah, and, then, and then you go out, apparently. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but you're right, Colin. It is not dry it's still wet it just doesn't use water and and what actually happens in dry cleaning is it, it kind of looks like washing your normal clothes instead of washing it with water they dump the solvent in and then they dry it to a certain temperature and it just all evaporates off but for me yeah. i was like it was a mystery i was like <laughs> yeah. what goes into the clothes car wash yeah well because you never yeah. it's not like you can really see the machines there you know yeah it kind of just disappears yeah. into the back of the shop and then it comes back with a we love dry cleaning yeah. like a uh, paper on it mm-hmm. yeah. that's just so funny it's like yeah we clean your clothes with kerosene like <laughs> for a while they had a like they had factories like out in the countryside so you would drop your clothes downtown and they would take it uh. town and do all this and then have it back ah, it's like the dynamite like factories yeah, yeah. yeah they're like is. you need to go way on the outskirts exactly of- yeah. just in case you don't wipe out the whole block huh. but yeah so there you go hmm. thomas james very interesting that very cool interesting. that yeah. is traffic jams tailgating pile-ups oh the joys of driving 
how could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Well, I hope you guys get lost in the desert. My desert quiz. Get you. (laughs) Good good one, Colin. (laughs) I don't really hope you guys get lost in the desert, even metaphorically. Because that's that's bad. I don't want you to get lost in the quiz. I want you to answer these questions correctly. Find your way out. I want you to find your way through the desert. Find the oasis. Yes. Uh, I have a quiz about and related to and using things desert related mm-hmm. okay uh, Cause those are dry those are quite dry <laughs> karen yes this will be a write down quiz uh only because i think there's a couple questions in here that i think could be fun to see what you guys come up with oh, for goodness. varying answers so um, humiliation factor no just more for my entertainment factor right, um so get your dry desert thinking caps on we're gonna write down some answers here here we go mm-hmm. number one what is the world's largest desert? Largest. Oh, this becomes like a what really counts as a desert? Yeah, so so I'm glad you said that, Karen. Think about that. What what counts as a what is a desert? What does it mean to be a desert? It's like low precipitation. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really feel like... Is it a country? Are we writing a country or a desert? I'm asking the name of the desert. The name of the desert. You know, you can, if, if, you're, if you're not sure, you can uh, take a guess if you're getting close enough here. Mm. Just write down, you know, go with your gut here. As you say, Karen, remember, a, a desert is uh, defined mainly by precipitation Ugh. or lack thereof. I feel like this is such a hint, but I'm still going to get it wrong. All right. Answer's up. So let's see what we got here. Uh, uh, I say... Karen and Chris have both written Antarctica, and Dana has written Sahara. I, I was thinking Antarctica, and then I was like... I don't, uh, know. I was be- I don't know. Maybe it's the it Arctic... It is, country. in fact, Antarctica. Yeah. Yes. The, the Antarctic desert. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah. I, I will accept... I will Fully accept Antarctica. Yeah. The Antarctic desert uh, is, in fact, the largest desert. The Arctic desert is the second largest. Yes. So ah. our, our two biggest deserts, yeah, are, um, the, are the polar deserts, right? Yeah. The Sahara is the third largest desert Ooh. and the Non-polar. largest the largest hot desert. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, again, it's we all you have to fight against the impulse of desert equals hot. Yeah. And in fact, a lot of the biggest deserts are what they call cold, cold deserts or polar deserts. Yeah. I should have got it. I mean, you were giving the clues, telegraphing the clues. I was like, maybe Colin's tricky. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be too tricky. Um, yeah. So to be a desert, basically, the, the general definition is uh, no more than 10 inches of rain a year. Okay. Oh. Or, sorry, no, sorry, not rain. 10 inches of precipitation. precipitation. Yeah. So that can include rain, snow, fog. I mean, Frogs. mist. Yeah, yeah. Frost, dew. In any way, any way you get your water, um, yeah, ten inches, two hundred and fifty centimeters. A third of a third of the Earth is desert of some form or Whoa. another. Yeah. Sadly, that is the limits of my knowledge about deserts. So everything else <laughs> you got the trick one. Yeah, yeah, we all know the trick. Oh, one. Y'all got y'all got the, the 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 trick one there. All right. What is the name of the desert planet? Prominently featured in the original Star Wars movies. Oh my god. Featured in almost all of the original movies. Five out of the six movies. Take a guess. Okay. 
Star Wars movies. Oh, answers. Man. Yeah, it just it's somewhere in there. Ugh, All right, answers wrong. up when you have them. Chris and Karen say Tatooine, ah, yes, which is right. the correct answer. Dana, to her credit, does have a Star Wars planet. She's put in Alderaan, which like, is where Princess planet. Leia grew up. Yeah. Yes, no, Tatooine is the answer. But that got blown to bits. It right? did get blown okay. to bits. They talk yeah. about it. Yeah, almost. Yeah. They do. Movie. They do. Yeah, that they that was. Yeah, luckily yeah. Leia was not on it as it happened. Yes, Tatooine Desert Planet has two suns. Yeah, uh, their primary export is Skywalkers. Wait, what is their primary export? Uh, nothing really. I mean, they're kind of a barren outpost. Okay. Yeah, most. I'm, you know, I'm so glad you asked, Karen. <laughs> most most of the planet. Oh God. Most of the planet is actually uninhabitable. Uh, no, sorry, I'm not going to go. Okay. Uh, we'll stick with movies here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this 1994 cult classic won an Academy Award for Best Costume Design, in large part due to its main character's flamboyant outfits. Okay. 1994. 1994. Cult classic. All right. Flamboyant Outfit. Are you keeping score? You are keeping score. Yeah, oh. For my own, just for You're my own. You're doing fine. Just for I my own interests. Remember the category. Remember the category. I'm thinking about the category. Okay. I, Karen and Dana are locked I in. Chris is moving the pen. It's about the pen. Hey. Is, the pen is making marks. <laughs> Answers up. Chris says the mummy. I, I like it. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not too bad. Uh, Dana and Karen, however, have written the correct answer, which is you know I'll give you guys again close enough. The the proper full name is the Adventures of Priscilla, oh. Queen of the Desert. Oh, you guys have both. Wi- you guys have both written Priscilla, <clears throat> Queen of the Desert. Close enough for Colin. I will give you guys the point. I've never heard of that movie. It's the really? it's the Australian drag. No. Hugo Weaving. No, yeah, Hugo Weaving. Yeah, Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Weaving. Stephen, uh, yeah. A young guy Pierce. Never, never, literally uh, never heard of it. Terrence, Terrence Stamp. You, uh, you've never heard of it. Keep naming actors. <laughs> they lip sync to, yeah. Yeah. To, to like fabulous music. They're crossing the, the desert in Australia. It's, Priscilla's yeah. the name of the bus. Yeah. Some, yeah. Oh, or their, okay. yeah, their RV or their, their vehicle. Their Not vehicle. To be was confused that, was that with. The spoiler at the end of the movie? Or? No. <laughs> <laughs> turns out it was a bus. <laughs> it turns out it was a rosebud. Not to be uh, confused with. <laughs> Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not to, not to be confused. Yeah. All right. Anyone's game so far. Next question. What is the largest city in the Mojave Desert? Our very own America's oh, America's America. Mojave Desert. Largest city by population or largest by- city by population. Yes. Also probably by area. Those tend to go hand in hand, not always. Oh my gosh. Largest city by population. This is in a the- good question. It's a fair question. I, I don't even know what I don't know this where is. this is. Like I'm it is guessing. it is in the southwestern part yeah, of our fair sure, nation. Sure. Largest city in the Mojave Desert. Uh, Covers parts of four states. Oh, the desert. The desert. The desert itself, not the city, yes. I have driven through the Mojave Desert. You guys may have driven through the Mojave Desert. I don't know. Oh, Answer's up. Dana and... Okay. Dana and Chris have written Phoenix... And so Karen, Karen has written. Karen wrote Phoenix, crossed it out. Wrote Las Vegas, crossed that out, and is now starting to write Phoenix again. That's too bad, Karen, because I'm going to hold you to Phoenix. Okay. The answer is Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Ah. Oh, okay. Yes, Las Vegas, Nevada, the, the largest the city. Yeah. Darn. 
Next question. The Desert Fox. The Desert Fox was the nickname given to this decorated German commander during World War II. Desert Fox. Name given to him by British journalists, apparently, for his exploits. Don't know how to... I will not hold you to spelling. Just phonetic is close enough for me. I don't know how to say it either. Answers up. Dana and Chris have written Rommel, Erwin, Erwin Rommel, yes, uh, which is the correct answer. Karen, Karen has been uh, Goebbels. Uh, no, also a, a big figure, certainly, in uh, in the German structure. But Why no, is he called Desert Fox? Um, because he was really, really good at commanding the desert troops, particularly in oh. North Africa. He was just widely considered, I mean, both by Germans and the, you know, the Allied forces to be just a really smart tactically minded guy he was he was a huge hero he was like a just total popular folk hero in germany and as it turns out that may have softened his punishment he was part of the plot to kill hitler oh. uh you know so the, the the details are a little murky but basically hitler when he found out you know and was having all these people executed and punished for trying to have him assassinated because rommel was such a hero he kind of went to him, like, I don't know if you guys have seen The Godfather, but he kind of did like a uh, Frankie Pentangeli thing. He's like, you know, you're such a hero, I might let you kind of just off yourself and keep your, your keep uh. your honor. And that's more or less what happened. It's, it's, there's a lot of just drama in that story. Switching gears dramatically here. Okay, okay. <laughs> the music video. <laughs> Yeah. The music video for this hit 1999 song featured the artist being chauffeured through the desert in a sleek new Jaguar, after which Jaguar featured the song and video prominently in their ads. 99. For two points, name the song. 1999. 1999. Remember the theme of this round, the well, desert yeah. quiz. Name the song and the artist. Karen has something confidently writing down. I'll give you guys a hint. The, mm. oh, oh, Karen does Karen not want to hint. Answer. All right. I don't know the answer, but I, I'm just <laughs> deducing the year. Can I give a mild hint, Karen? Sure. The word desert is in the name oh. of the song. Oh, right. okay. In case you were wavering, this you might help the you. the artist and the Artist song? and the song. Okay. I'll give you the two points here, if possible. Is that 99? Okay, well. All right, answer's up. All right. Uh, Karen and Dana have written the correct answer, which is Sting and his song Desert Rose. Uh, Chris has written D- Desert Flashdance, which you know I will give half a point to. You're not far. I will yeah, give yeah, half yeah. a point to Desert Flashdance. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize this until reading this, that he had the, the Jaguar in the video first. And then like he and his manager went to Jaguar and they're like, hey, don't you think this would make for a great commercial? As opposed to like, you know, really cynical mm. product placement. So oh, I, I see. I assumed. Okay. I had just assumed. But he got money for it, right? Oh, yeah. You okay. better you better believe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, Sting was the one who was cynical about the product placement, not Jaguar. Exactly. Yes, well said. All right. All right, last question. This country is home to the Great Sandy Desert and the Great Victoria Desert. This country, home to both the Great Sandy Desert and the Great Victoria Desert. Mm. Hmm. 
Anyone's game answers up. Karen says Tunisia. Chris says Canada. Dana says Australia. Dana has the oh. correct answer. It is Australia. Oh, and I didn't even I didn't even work in this bonus trivia nugget. Uh, the name Tatooine comes from oh, no. comes from a city in Tunisia. Uh, really? which is where they filmed a lot of That's those desert I, yeah. scenes. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I had a feeling, Karen, that might be why you put Tunisia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, good, good job, guys. Yeah, you, yeah. you made it, you made it largely through the desert. Well, I don't think it could be a good job brain episode if we didn't talk about weird animals, right? Whoa. If we didn't have a weird animal segment. So I'm going to tell you guys about tardigrades oh. or, they're also known as uh, water bears. Oh, those are cute! Yeah, and the other cute nicknames for them are space bears, pudgy wedgies, and <laughs> moss piglets. Oh, moss piglet. That's a good I haven't one. heard some of those. Yeah. I haven't heard some I of those. I know water bears. I've heard water bears. I'll call them water bears. That's easier. So um, they're microscopic creatures. They're tiny, and they're usually about half a millimeter big. The, oh. the largest they get is one and a half. I'll tell you what they look I like. I was scared of them for a second because, like, water, you know. Water bears. I mean, go swimming, watch out for water bears. I mean, you still might want to. It's like a new thing I got to watch out for Another now. Another thing. The sharks were bad enough. So they kind of look a, a little bit like squishy bears, except they have eight legs and their face is just like a round hole with sharp teeth. Like they're, <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> so, What's their real name? They're called tardigrades. Tardigrades. And it, they were called that because they're slow walkers, like tardies. Oh, no. Like when they saw, or, you know, they're just kind of mm, tootling around when you look at them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the like, oh, bless their heart. Yeah. <laughs> So they're found all over the world. They usually live in dirt and they eat moss and algae and lichen. Um, but what's really significant about them is that they are really tough. They are one of the most resilient animals in the world. One of the most resilient animals we've ever found. They can ex- uh, survive extreme heat, oh. extreme cold, pressures greater than like the deepest parts of the ocean times six. Whoa. They've, they've sent them to space. And they came back, and they had babies and were healthy. Really? Oh, yeah. Man. Like in the vacuum of space. In the vacuum of space. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not like on a spaceship. They they put them on a satellite. They put thousands of them on a satellite. They sent them to space. They they were in space for ten days, like with all the pressure and the solar radiation and the or lack the, like of the vacuum. Air. Yeah. And they came back, and there were a bunch that were still alive. There were ones that laid eggs, had healthy babies, oh moved on. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Wow. How do they survive these extremes? Yeah. yeah. Is it their shell? Kind of. They do it. They go into a cryptobiotic state. That's what they call it, where it's almost like they're dead. It's like mega oh, hibernation. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. They dry themselves out. <gasps> Oh. Completely, they pull in their head. They slow their metabolism to 001 percent of the normal rate. Oh. Kind of like a like sea monkey, three percent. Right? Sea monkeys. So sea monkeys, they lay, um, they lay their eggs in little cysts, and they can be dried, oh. but not for, not for this long, oh. not Ever. for. Oh. So, but really, what's going on is that their DNA has some cool protein stuff going on. Like they can repair their DNA when they come back in the water. What? When they get. <laughs> They're the only animal animals we found that can do this, and they're actually figuring out that they, oh. we can take their proteins and put them in other things and other things, and it repairs the DNA. <gasps> it's like Wolverine. They're, 
Yeah, it's like Wolverine. This is it. This is how we figured we're something. Get we're Wolverine. Yeah. We're this yeah. pudgy Water wedgies. Bears are the key. Yeah, yep. just eating them by the handful. That's <laughs> <laughs> as yeah. I understand how medicine works. Oh man! Uh, okay. Get some cool so, claws made out yeah. of water so, bears. So, like, how did they? It almost seems like something they would discover accidentally, like how hard, how hard. It, oh, it did they? Okay, they did. They um. <laughs> Whoops! I left them in space. <laughs> they live in dirt, and they can't. They can't control whether or not there's going to be a drought or they're not they're gonna get oh, dried out I see, I see. and so somebody put water on it and like they sprung back to life so they figured out they can be dried out for 10 years and somebody wow. somebody was like oh i found one it was dried out for 120 years and i put water on it and its leg moved oh my god um but oh. nobody's been able to replicate that so maybe she put water on it and the leg moved in the water right, i don't know right, we don't right. know can we they survive in, yeah. yeah can they so they can survive in extreme conditions what about like in other substances can they like survive in acid mm-hmm. mm. they 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 repair their dna they you can put them in something crazy even if they get frozen with water and like that bursts their cells like if not all of them get burst they can wow they can repair themselves there are many wolverines are they? They're not harmful to us in any way, right? No. I mean, no. they, they wow. eat moss. Okay, they, most of them eat moss. There's like 900 species in this category. Not all of them are wolverine, but there are enough. <laughs> no. Enough of them are are uh, hyper regenerative, hyper resilient. Yeah, they are. They're mm-hmm. like little super creatures. Yeah. They can go to almost zero Kelvin and come back to life after. You know, they're not. They can't be that cold forever, but they can get very cold for yeah. okay, longer Chris, than anything else. Okay, Chris, since you you you've never seen this picture, I think me and Colin have. <laughs> Let me show you. And we brought a bag of them to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not cheese, cheese flavored. Cheese flavored. <laughs> Water like bears. Like a Ooh, cute, like a cute Mass Effect pet. Oh it looks, my goodness! They lo- they're like a cross between a gummy bear and the sandworms from Dune. Yes, they remind me. Yeah. Yep, that's a good idea. It, I don't it, know, give me some ma- it looks mass like a it looks type. like a rejected <laughs> Disney animal pal from a princess movie. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. eyes. It's so cute. Yeah, it, it's almost like like if if Disney and uh, Guillermo like del Toro snoop. teamed up to oh, create yeah, a creature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Whoa. How long do they live? Like just on their own? Like well, you, if, if, if no know. one's if no one's shooting them into space or freezing them or dipping them in acid or something. So, hey, I'm just I'm just trying to yeah, live a gotta, water yeah, bear life here. Yeah. yeah. Stop messing with yeah. these guys. They rise up and attack us to repair That's their DNA. A good question. Yeah. I well, like I wonder if they can die natural death. I, I, I mean, but what is what is I, life? Yeah. To a water I'm bear. taking the show to yeah. some philosophical places here. We're not, figuring it out. We still don't know everything mm, about what's mm. going on with them. Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Bruna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore all of the weird little questions and conspiracies of the universe in our new podcast, Mystery of Everything. Everything has an explanation. We hope. But that is what we're here to figure out. We will dive into the science behind many popular conspiracy theories, such as vaccines causing autism, flat earth theory, And was the moon landing fake? And if so, why the heck would anyone even do that? But it's not just conspiracies. There's a lot of cool mysteries that we will attempt to use science to explain, such as near-death experiences, what made the Vikings go berserk, and can I control my co-host with MKUltra? Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, make sure to check out the Mischief Everything podcast everywhere where you find your podcasts. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping family road trip trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? 
We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Well, we we rejected the 90s Trivial Pursuit card, but I'd like to bring us back to the 90s anyway um, with some with some trivia about the 1990s that that may even be on one of those cards in the giant box. Who knows, Probably. Right? When what I, version of, of Windows? When I think of fad <laughs> beverages of the 90s, um, oh. this, is, oh. this is one of the things that, that always comes up between, you know, your your Crystal Pepsis <laughs> and your Zimas. <laughs> and I, you know what? I always I always think of this. Uh, bud dry. <laughs> yes. Bud dry. Why yeah, ask why? Try bud dry. dry. I don't um, know uh, what this is. Yeah, well, I mean, not, you know, Karen, why ask why? <laughs> uh, so you have your Budweiser beer, yeah. you've got your Bud Light, which is lower in calories, and then in the 1990s, Bud and a number of other beer brands introduced dry. Oh, man, I, I remember dry the dry, dry Is it like a Kool-Aid packet? No. No. Do you want it's to take just... a guess at what a dry beer is? Oh, I, I, now an alcoholic. I always assume what they were going for is like with wine. There's like yeah. the dry wine. It's just basically just less sweet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, okay. they ferment more of the sugars and uh, a, a attenuation is what it's called. The, opposite. Ah. This, oh. the, the word attenuation is the opposite roughly of amplification. Ah. So in audio, you have amplification and attenuation. And attenuation is what they use in brewing to talk about the process of the yeast turning the uh, sugars, sugars into alcohol. Ah. And if something is highly attenuated, more highly attenuated, it means more sugars turn into alcohol. So it's less sweet. And more and alcoholic. And, that's, and, 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 and more alcoholic, yeah, unless you do something to it to balance that out. So, yes, Bud, the idea behind Bud Dry and Michelob Dry and Coors Dry and all these dry yeah. beers in the 1990s. You can watch some ads for them. They are extremely 1990s. They all look like the Van Halen Right Now video. Oh. It, it's all. Yeah. I love that video. Um, and, and yeah, the idea was crisper, cleaner, less, always less aftertaste. <laughs> yeah. Less aftertaste, which means that goes you do Goes down easy. You don't right. taste this disgusting <laughs> Having it, it's swell. like once you swallow it, it doesn't linger in your mouth forever, which is funny now because everybody's all into IPAs. <laughs> yeah. right. Nothing but after you know you're drinking an IPA yeah. for a good long while. But so that was the, it was just this whole big thing. And there was a joke on The Simpsons where they went to the Duff Brewing Factory and they were like, three vats that beer was pouring into was like duff duff light and duff dry and the camera pulls back and they're all just being serviced by the same giant <laughs> yeah. pipe, you know? um so why yeah why we must i mean you know contrary to the budweiser commercial i am going to ask why um, of this dry, yeah. of this brief Trend. dry beer fad. Yeah. Phenomenal. So, yeah. sorry, sorry. Bad. What, um, what would dry beer taste like? Is it just beer without it's, the the bitterness and the hoppy? Well, or? no, no, no. It, it would actually be more bitter. 
Yeah, because the sugars are big. Yeah, so it'd be I, less malty, less yeah. sweet, um, and leave a, leave less of a taste uh, in yeah. your mouth afterwards, okay. though. Okay. Well, there is a reason that this happened. Okay. Um, okay. And it's a good story. <laughs> there was a very specific reason why all these American brewing all companies, all the big ones, were like, we got to try this. The reason why is because, okay... Bud Dry, no longer being made. Michelob Dry, Coors Dry, all long, long phased out, right? There is a popular beer that is a dry beer that still has the word dry in it. Karen. It's not American, right? It's not American. Asahi? It is Asahi Super Dry. Asahi Super Dry. One of the most popular Japanese beers. That is a dry Ah. uh, beer, a dry lager, just like, you know, Bud Dry, et cetera, et cetera. And that was the first dry beer. That was the first beer that was, it was not the first dry beer. There were plenty of German beers that you would be considered the same level of attenuation, the same idea. But that was the first beer that marketed itself very specifically as being Ah. the dry beer. And the idea was, in the mid-80s, around 1985, they went around asking so Asahi only had about a 10% market share of the beer market at that time. You got your Sapporo, right? right? You have um, Suntory, Kirin, Asahi. Asahi was like low man on the totem pole. And they were like, what are we going to do? And they asked people, well, what do you want? They want, they were like, and the customers were like, crisp, refreshing, no aftertaste. Like that's, huh. that's what the, that's what the consumers said, yeah. that, said that they wanted out of a beer. So they're like, okay. Some carbonated water. Sure. I know. Use... Well, they were like, well, we want to get drunk too. So. <laughs> right. Also true. Yeah. And, and the Asahi Super Dry actually did have a little bit more alcohol. Not a whole lot, but like, yeah, 10-ish percent more alcohol mm-hmm. because they used a strain of yeast that would, you know, ferment more of the sugar, mm-hmm. um, and turn it into alcohol, less leaving you with a, so, you know, like a dry wine. It's yeah. not as sweet. It's more alcoholic. And they marketed it as Asahi Super Dry starting in 1987. And in Japan, it was a huge hit. Big, big hit. They couldn't keep it in stock. Asahi's market share doubled, like, overnight. I mean, it was this massive, massive hit for them. And, And, like... The other beer makers who were usually very quick to react and bring out, com- you know, competitive kind of stuff, they, they waited on it uh, and they let Asahi uh. Super Dry get, get very big very quickly. Now, what was funny is, so it, immediately in the beginning of February 1988, and this is something that Japanese people remember. This was a thing called the Dorai Senso. Pan, if you said any Japanese person who lived through the 80s, just like we remember the Cola Wars, sure, oh, they remember the, the Dry War. That's what, that's, that is what Dorai really? Senso literally translates to. February 1988, literally within the same week, within just a couple of days of each other, Sapporo, Suntory, <laughs> and Kirin all roll out Sapporo Dry, Kirin Dry, Suntory uh, uh, Dry. And they start, I mean, they are going at it for this exploding huh. dry beer market in Japan. Wow. Um, Kieran gets Gene Hackman to do commercials <laughs> for Kirin Dry. Suntory, this is all just beginning of 1988. Suntory yeah. gets Mike Tyson. Wow. World heavyweight champion Mike Tyson's punch out peak of his career, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Wow. A Japanese commercial for Suntory Dry. And the idea is this is not a sweet beer for ladies. Right. This is Man- manly, macho, tough beer. Yeah, uh-huh. dry beer. 
Huge, huge success. And then just immediately, so there's a New York Times report from July 1988 talking about it. It's titled, And Now from Japan, The Hot New Dry Uh, Beers. Talking about how huge... This, by the way, not only was it really popular, this was a, like, major, like a Tunguska event in the Japanese (laughs) beer industry. Yeah. Because everybody had been kind of going along with the same market share up to this. Asahi, by introducing Super Dry, basically, like, upset the whole apple cart right. of the Japanese beer industry and was able, I think Asahi now actually is the market leader, took it over Whoa, from Kirin. from a- Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like, like now. I mean, so basically, like, it was a huge, huge, major Oof. event that really, like, changed up the Japanese beer industry. And so these dry beers start getting imported into finer oh. restaurants and such ah. in America, and that's what the that's what the the Japanese um, or the the New York Times article ah. is reporting. Yeah. And this is straight out of the New York Times story. Um, a, a retailing expert, a guy who works at the Takashi Maya Company, the big uh, department stores in Japan, says, "Well, the Japanese are much more fad oriented than Americans." This is true, and then also points out, and this is very true, the meaning of the word "dry" is important. Dry suggests something new, decisive, and bold. In Japan, a wet person is very strongly attached to family, company, and friends, uh, while a dry type would be more individualistic. So, huh. yeah. The word, and this is true. Like they use wet and dry in Japan to talk about like emotional versus cold and calculating. And that's the metaphor uh, that they use. So dry in this sense on the beer in Japan had, had cool. grand connotations. Interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. You're so cool and dry. This is, so it was uh, a huge, it was a marketing success. It was exactly what they wanted. It is still to this day, like a sake super dry and the dry beers. I never, I, I can picture it in my, until you said that I, I never connected the two that the yeah. Asahi super dry is dry at beer. all is dry beer. Yeah. Right. And this is how they thought they were going to make inroads into the United States. Because it was such a huge, hugely popular thing. Um, and so, again, New York Times, August 1989. So just one year later. Wow. Dry beers <laughs> flood market. <laughs> a wave or a mirage? There were, by that time, the New York Times said, August 89. That's a good ni- headline. <laughs> 19 different imported and domestic dry beers oh, had, been, had been introduced into the U.S. market yeah. in 16 months. <laughs> just, yeah. just ridiculous. Um, there was one beer industry analyst in the story that had, had noted that they had moved, like, uncharacteristically fast. Like, he's like, he'd never seen Michelob and, and, and Bud. React. Like, like roll out. Yeah. Yeah. new products so quickly with like bare minimum of like should we do this or not <laughs> yeah. they just yeah. they, do it. they all just this was the 80s i mean this was the mid 80s like, and like mm-hmm. everybody was looking to japan for you know transistor yeah. radio you know, yeah. know transistor mm-hmm. radios but walkman Man. Discman, nintendo Video games. and yeah. so the hot new beer thing happens and all like, the american companies jumped on it, it was i love like huge how, failure how transparent huge, huge failure <laughs> how transparent the ad is like why ask why just drink it yeah don't don't yes. cut yeah uh, why ask why just try it just try but Dry. Yeah. We don't know either. Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. know either. They, yeah. Just, just please that, buy some. Yep. So yeah. that was the that was the big marketing campaign of of just like <laughs> they didn't know. you know just I guess just drink. It. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. Don't you don't know. It. You know you're gonna drink whatever we tell you to. So let's just admit it. Yeah. <laughs> 
And but, yeah, yeah, and it did not last very oh, no. long. Oh no, no, but I mean, Bud Dry apparently was made until 2010. Oh geez, yeah. really? But like, <laughs> it's not like you could go yeah. find it. You oh, know what I mean? Okay. So I'm, yeah, it's, it was out there, but it was a, you know very tiny little part of the market. Huh. There were some diehards. I mean, it is it is it is a different experience. And if you wanted a beer that was like as absolutely unsweet as possible, like you would do that. And the U.S. ones were not higher in alcohol. They, uh, they were fermenting more. They were taking more of the sugars out, but then they weren't leaving as much alcohol, essentially, in the final product. Because, you know, in fact, it, it, the funny thing is that, like, people people pointed out, too, in these New York Times articles that it was like, this is going against the common grain right now. Like, people are moving towards uh, moderation, light beer, uh, less yeah, alcohol, yeah. Yeah. and, and yeah. we're introducing this product that has this uh, this reputation of having more alcohol, even though it doesn't, and it's not light, and it's yeah. not sweet. Yeah. Well, it's like in Japan, they did market research, and they're like, what do you guys want? Right. And they said, in Japan, this yep. is what we want. And they did no research in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here it was just <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, what do you want? Oh, you want? Okay, we'll do what we want. Yeah, and all, yeah. These, all these articles <laughs> are full of people yeah. scratching their heads going, we don't think this is like what the market is into. That's not what they asked right for, yeah. 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 So when you were talking about Bud Dry and stuff like that, it came from Japan. So that it's called was... uh, it's called Asahi Super Dry? Yeah. Okay. Do you guys know the clothing brand yeah. Super Dry? Yeah, which I think was just taken directly from that. But it's a British clothing brand. Yes, it's not Japanese. Right. Oh, right. I, don't, I, I didn't mind. know that name. Super Dry is not from Japan. Yeah. It's it's uh, from a, a British company with Japan aesthetics. Yeah. Uh. It's sized like <laughs> Japanese clothes. Yeah. It has a bunch of kanji and Japanese characters <laughs> on it. They must be using the same definition of dry as like cool. 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 You know. But still, yeah. I mean, but I was like, oh my, it blew my mind. It's Japanese-ish. Yeah, yeah, it's Japanese-ish. <laughs> It's funny in English, dry is kind of the opposite. Yeah, it's like, like boring. boring. Yeah, and no, no yeah. Spice. yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the connotations of the word are different here than they yeah. are there. There's like dry so, and yeah. wet. Ours is like cool and warm. I guess. Yeah. Right. You know, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Hot. Yeah. Hot, hot and cold. cold. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, my turn. Last uh, dry quiz, and I have a music quiz. All right. Yay. So keep your pens and paper. Uh, these are some hits. There is a theme. The okay. theme is very uh, uh, Karen theme. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of complicated, okay. but it's kind of on topic. Okay. Uh, but you okay. know what? Just let's just let's, let's just, just identify. Let it wash over us. Yeah. I like it. I'll play like clips a wave of, music. of sand. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll play clips of music, and it is your job to identify the artist, whether if it's a band or a singer or. Whatever. Uh, maybe these will stir up some memories, and maybe those memories will formulate into a theme. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> some people things out, and some just don't know how to change. Colin puts boys to men. Dana, boys to men. And Chris, boys to men. You are correct. That's ah, boys okay. to men. We all spelled it. 
Yes. The Z Boys, uh, and the yeah. Roman, Roman numeral, numeral two. two. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Ah, uh, the nineties. Couldn't dry. spell anything correctly yeah, or the yeah. normal way. Okay. Here we go. Next people. one. <laughs> you ain't never gotta work. I'm down for you, baby. Uh, best believe that when you need that, I'll provide that. You will always have it. I'll be on deck. Keep it in check when you need. So meaning the person singing may not be the yeah person singing may not be uh the one the who's... the artist oh, oh okay oh. all right answers all right. up nope that's wrong uh, I got it. Put... Colin put DJ Khaled uh Dana puts Rihanna and then Chris puts Rihanna no. yeah that was David Guetta ah. with a little a little bit of well featuring a bunch of people yeah. um, notably Nicki Minaj ah that's oh, was that I did think Minaj? it was wow. yeah. I figured it was a guest, yeah, on somebody's, yeah, okay. Here we go. Welcome everybody to the Wild Wild yes. West. Um, <laughs> I've got Colin Tupac and Dr. Dre. Put Tupac. I put a robot. <laughs> a robot. Is it a robot? You know, yes. Wait, is that <laughs> a joke <laughs> answer? Do you know who's saying that? No, I don't know. Tupac. Okay. And Andre. Mm-hmm. California love. California big, does big know how to party. Yeah. It does. From Diego to the Bay. All right. <laughs> Next song. You gotta take it easy. Throw it far too much. You I put En Vogue. Which girl group? Spice Girls. Mm, Spice Girls. It is. It's Spice Girls. It's yeah. Spice yeah, Girls. Girls. There are other songs. Yes. Yeah. There are other songs. Say you'll be there. Oh, there's two become one. There are a lot of songs. Yeah. There are a lot of songs. <laughs> nope, just the two. <laughs> Spice World. Yeah. Yeah. Every boy, every girl. <laughs> nope. All right. Next one. Closer than I've ever felt before. And I know. And you know. There's no need for words right now. And I can feel you breathe, washing over me. And suddenly I'm melting into you. There's nothing left to prove. Baby, all we need is just to be. Five. Four. Dang it. Golly gosh. Three, oh. Ding, dang, do. Two. One. Oh, what's her name? 
Okay. All right, Colin, what, what are you writing? Uh, I'm just putting the Judds, but Country it's not Country McYoga. No. I think it's... I, think I don't got think it. it's well, I don't Okay, know. Dana right. puts... Yeah. Shania, Shania. That's who I think well, it is. Chris Faith, Hill. Faith Hill. It is Faith Hill. Oh, Faith Hill. I saw right. it and I was like, oh yeah, that's <sighs> who it was. Well, it actually comforts me because I was trying to remember Shania Twain. So oh, I'm, oh, glad I, I'm glad I would have been I, wrong I, I, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last song. Bands and they all Colin, are the you same put G and F and R. Guns and Roses. Dana. Guns and Roses. Guns and or roses. <laughs> and or. Uh, it is Guns and Roses. Okay. Mm-hmm. November <laughs> Rain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that song came out in the 90s, but uh, man, reading about it, Axl Rose started working on the song as yeah. early as 1983. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been That's honing like it. it. You know, and then also he arranged all of the or- orchestra all the strings in the orchestration like he was the one who made all the yeah musical arrangement very cool all right there we go let's see let's Mm. recap boys to men david okay we got boys to men water runs dry yeah david getta hey mama uh guns and roses november rain california love by tupac uh Say You'll Be There, Spice Girls, Breathe, Faith Hill. There's yeah. a reason why um, they all kind of fall in the 90s era. Um, okay. So the, 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 she, she's, she's been very clear. There, there the has something. The well, but, it's got, but why would it have to be in the 90s? Yeah. No, not have to be in the 90s. Oh, they just okay. all happen to be in the mm. 90s. But there's a reason They're why all... they all fall into that. Yeah. Is, there's a logical. Was, were they all, all the music videos were in the desert? But, yes! Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I was thinking that, but that could have been any. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. MTV stopped. Being, yeah. Okay. Being I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, yeah, because like California Love, they're in the desert. Yeah, all right. It's all yeah. mad. They're all in, all shot in the desert. I mean, the thing is, even though music videos are being made, I mean, the the titular yeah. kind of like MTV culture was in the '90s were big budgets. Right. There are a lot of videos that were shot in the desert, mm-hmm. and um, I had to double check each one of them that were actually filmed. In a real desert. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not at a soundstage. Not just simulated no. desert. I almost had Shakira whenever, wherever, but that was green screen. Uh, um, this is like them at the desert, and I could locate, you know, which read about You got the precipitation sure. records cool. from each yep. Yep. video shoot. And so, yeah, they're all shot in a real desert. Okay. Good job. Cool. So, yeah. I, 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 that was I, my first thought, but then I'm like, no, it's got to be something with the 90s. She was so clear. It I, was, yeah. big, it was such a big trend. Like, yeah. big, epic... Yeah, it was before the, the mirror room phase when every video was in that in mirror room. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh my yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fish yeah. And that Guns N' Roses that November video was really expensive. And was it also like, was an eight minute? It was long. It was long. Yeah. It was long. Yeah. It was long. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. All right. Good job, Dana. Right. Good job, Dang. everyone. And that's our show. Thank you guys for joining me, and thank you guys, listeners, for listening. Hope you learned a lot of stuff about deserts, about music videos, about water bears, about dry beer, and about dry cleaning. And we'll see you guys 
I want to say next week, but let's just say next, next time. Episode. Next, next episode. Time. <laughs> next episode. <laughs> Inching yep. closer to 200. 200. <laughs> you can find our show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. And also, uh, pick up Good Job Brain, the book. Yeah. If, time. if you can read. Yeah. And even if you can. Yeah. 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 Pictures in it. Aspirational reading. Maybe yeah. we can like just record an audio book of us. <laughs> an audio book of the book. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll work Talk on to that. Us. We'll get back we'll to about you. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get back. We'll, we'll do lunch. All right. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.